Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to our weekly podcast presented by Opinions Anonymous. Buckle in because we're about to have a lot of fun. Remember, everyone has an opinion and we'd love to hear yours, but ours are just so much better. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Opinions Anonymous. Guys, it's 2020. Not only that, it is officially season three of the podcast, and we are back with an absolute vengeance. That's right. Back and better than (laughs) ever, some would say. Uh, Before I introduce my co-host, I do want to throw out a couple of quick plugs. Uh, First off, I want to plug the Discord server, uh, which we will put a link in the description of this episode if Luke does his job. Uh, But... Go ahead and follow that link, join the server, join part of the group chat. So have a lot of fun on that. Uh, so really appreciate everybody that uh, that takes part in that. And then I also wanted to quickly plug the Opinions Anonymous YouTube channel, which I think over the past maybe like four to five days, we've dropped probably more videos than we have in almost the history of the channel. So Look for that to really pick up, follow that, like all the videos, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out over there. But without further ado, I do need to introduce my co-host here. Joining me today, first, I'm assuming he's flush with cash after his recent Vegas trip. He is the only man who looks better than me in jorts. He's the yang to my, well, also yang. It's Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I I'm great. I am not as rich as you have led me on to be, but that's okay. We're, we we are still live to fight another day, and I couldn't be happier to be here. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and then also joining me, he is still the newest member of the podcast. He's my personal Pokemon sword and shield guide. It's the one and only other Luke. How are you, other Luke? Oh, I'm. I'm giddy. I'm excited. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon Sword and Shield, there is a Pokemon Direct tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Don't miss it. I <laughs> sort of know what that means, so I will try not to. <laughs> Call back yeah. to my uh, top three uh, things of the summer. Apparently they're doing one now, but uh, should still be still be pretty exciting. Call, call back to an episode from literally six months ago. Nice. You were you were really out in front of that news, so we appreciate that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so we do have some of your emails that we're going to answer. But first, it's been a while, and I want to know, Kyle, other Luke, what have you guys been up to while we were on hiatus? Oh, as you mentioned, went to Vegas for the first time. We did put out a couple videos that had to do with that on the YouTube channel that you can watch. It was... It was wild. It it's a city unlike any other. I like I said, I didn't win a ton of money, lost some, but that's okay. It's it's just an experience. There, there's no rules in that city. It doesn't matter. Any any hour of the day, you can be drinking and gambling, and it's just it's easy to let it get away from you. But man, was it a good time! Man, imagine next year when they have an NFL team. Ah, uh, I know that's what. I know Luke's not here, but he uh, mentioned that if the Bengals play out there, we should go. And I was all on board for that. So, Yeah, shouts to Luke missing tonight, dealing with a couple of sick kids. So we hope they get better uh, as soon as possible for you, bud. Um, other Luke, what about you? 
Um, we briefly discussed it before we went on air here, but I have basically spent the last few weeks watching Harry Potter marathons, as most people do during during the Christmas season. As is tradition, yes. <laughs> it snows in those movies, therefore they're Christmas movies, therefore they're on every channel of your TV other than the Hallmark mm. channel, but I made the wise decision between the two. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, those are I, those count as as Christmas movies, back to school movies, summer movies, uh, literally anything you could think of because it's literally just an entire year in the life. So, I mean, and combined, you could probably watch an entire year's worth of them over the holiday period because they literally are on every channel. How about you, Andy? Did you do anything good here while we've we've been away? Why? Thank you for asking. Yeah. So I and. <laughs> This is this is maybe the second time I've given this update. Kind of forget. Again, it's been a while since we recorded. But if you'll notice, there's no sirens in the background. There are. I'm, I'm a I little, thought something was different. I'm a little less yeah. on edge at all times than I used to be. I moved <laughs> away from the city center of Cincinnati to a, a a much a much larger place. Which, if you know what my old place was like, you know, doesn't take much. <laughs> but still. So this one has two rooms. That's 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 it. Uh, we're we're <laughs> like four and a half. Oh, say. Something, something like that, depending on how you div- divvy it up. So yeah, we're really moving up in the world. More importantly, how close is the nearest skyline now? Uh, it's still incredibly close. There's not two within okay. walking distance, but there is one within walking distance. So. All right. Well, that's still fine. That was the that was the number one. That was actually I didn't use like Zillow or any of those other sites. I went to skyline.com and clicked on find a location. And that's how I decided where to move. (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, Uh, so with that out of the way, a little catching up. Always nice. Let's go ahead and move into our listener emails. Kyle, take us away. All right. Yes. So first off here, we have an email from Vince. And Vince writes in and says, the XFL released its rules yesterday. Did we see them? And if so, what are our thoughts? Did you guys happen to see them? If not, I can give a quick update here. I'll do it anyway for the listeners in case they haven't seen them. So basically, on the rule website, they have what they're calling five common sense rules, five timing changes, and five gameplay innovations. The timing changes and common sense rules are pretty much like normal football, but the five gameplay innovations are kickoff, points after touchdown, punt, double forward pass, and overtime. Basically what it boils down to is on the kickoff, rather than kick, like the kicking team all lining up together and running with the ball that gets kicked off, the kicking team and the return team are going to line up like 10 yards apart from each other. So that way when they kick it, there's not high-speed collisions, which is what causes all the injuries, so points for them. Also, they're making that if it's a touchback, it goes to the 35, or if it like goes out of bounds, if you get it at the 35, it's it's basically they're just trying to make kickoffs happen more, which is a great thing. Uh, point after touchdown, there are no, there's no more kicking after. You'll see a theme here. They're trying to downplay kicking, which eh, Pat McAfee probably doesn't love it, but the rest of us do, so it's okay. <laughs> um, the point after touchdown will now be it, it's no kicking an extra point. You either run a play from the two, five, or ten. And you get one, two, or three points, regard depending on wh- whether you do it from the two, five, or ten. Um, and then punting, I believe it is if the 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 punt team can't run down and try to tackle the returner until the ball has been kicked. And also, this is where it is: if 
it goes out of bounds. The punt goes out of bounds like the five in the NFL or in college football. The return team would get it at the five. No, they get it at the 35 here. The 35 is like the farthest back you can get the ball. So they're trying to make maybe make teams go for it more rather than punting, which would be awesome. Um, the double forward pass, I don't know how this one will be implemented, but it's basically that if you throw a forward pass behind and the guy catches it behind the line of scrimmage, he can also throw it. Like in, in the NFL in college, you can, like, if you throw it backwards behind the line of scrimmage, that guy can throw it. But so, I don't know, I'll be interested to see how they can work that one in. And then overtime is going to work much like an NHL shootout or a soccer shootout where the offenses will just get five tries from the five-yard line, I believe. And then they'll just go back and forth, and whoever has the most like scores out of those five wins. So recurring theme, like you said, trying to – I don't know that they're necessarily trying to downplay kickoffs or punts so much. They are trying to get rid of punts or at least make it more appealing to go for it on fourth down. I guess less, right. it, it less appealing to punt. So trying to root yes. out those like conservative coaches that will get to the opponent 35 and – try to punt from there for whatever reason, if they're on fourth down. I've long been a proponent of just abolishing kicking in general from football because it's, it's (laughs) stupid. Uh, But (laughs) so these are great rule changes for me. Uh, It does. What I will say, it it makes returns like a million times more likely, which I don't don't know the last time, especially like, I feel like in college, this is, more so than anything. Like you just always see fair catches. The last game I watched was the Ohio state Clemson game, RIP Ohio state. Uh, and I, I like just don't think that they have, I, I can't remember one single punt return. It's just all fair catches because the punters can't, can't actually kick it that far. And then in college, they use these wacky formations and get gunners down there right away. So it's just, it, it's impossible to return stuff. So that'll be, will right. be more exciting. And it, it, again, right up right up my alley with that well i love the the kickoff thing because the nfl's tried oh it's so dangerous let's move the ball up and it's like the xfl's like screw that we want returns move the people up right like like they're gonna make it more exciting because you have returns but it's still gonna be like way safer right the only thing that that eliminates is like a surprise onside kick but besides that i think this kickoff will be way better the other 99 percent of the time you're kicking off i'm a a little surprised they didn't go for one of the like one of the kind of out there onside kick rules like uh like having a fourth and 15 play from the 35 your own 35 or something like that to to maintain possession i know you said that this was kind of a screw kickers thing but I feel like it's more of like screw defenses. Like there's not really a strategy right. for the defense. Cause like you said, you can't punt and pin them within the five yard line and like put that pressure of like the safety on. Cause if you accidentally kick it out of bounds, they still oh, get it to 35, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's, there's going to be so many points. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's, it's basically here's how we can score more points, which is what the, the people want book. to see. <laughs> If you're still rooting for a defensive battle, I automatically know you're at least 55 years old. <laughs> I'm surprised one of the rules wasn't just like the defense plays with nine people. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be a, a little easier for their uh, roster construction as well, because I don't know if you if you guys remember seeing the uh, the draft results, but not a lot of superstars out there, I'll just say. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll get there. I, I just since we started talking about this, I pulled up the schedule. Turns out all these games are like on ABC, Fox, and ESPN. Yeah, so we should be able to watch them. 
first first games are Saturday, February eighth. So mark your calendars. Oh yeah, I'm sure somebody will do a blog about it, right? Yeah, that is, that is a good point. I'm <laughs> sure somebody will do that, and specific instructions given to me by Luke when I asked, "Is there anything that you you specifically want us to avoid uh, or, or leave for when you're actually here?" And he's like. Nothing. Just make sure you plug the blog because I'll be doing one. Like, all right, geez, calm down. <laughs> Was that supposed to be at the top of the hour where you uh, plugged all our stuff? Uh, no, it, I actually had it planned <laughs> for this and then also was going to forget. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> Read the blog, people. Yes, Good yes. Stuff. Uh, so one other, well, I'm sure I have a million points on this as per usual, but one other thing I wanted to mention was, <laughs> shut up. One other thing I wanted to mention was how perfectly timed this this is for them to release these rule changes because you had, again, the Ohio State Clemson game. There was a a very decisive play that was maybe a catch and then a fumble or maybe an incomplete pass that they address the catch rules in their in their you know quote unquote common sense rules the uh overtime game between the Vikings and the Saints where the Vikings just took the kickoff and then went and scored a touchdown the Saints never got the ball in overtime the the, the overtime rule addresses that it's five five not only does each team get a chance to possess the ball they get to five times and they get five chances to score at minimum or you know they 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 go for five rounds at minimum so they're mm-hmm. The XFL is this is just an IQ two thousand move by them having all of these really big, cool rules. They had their big brains going for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. Having all these really good rules and just being like, this is the perfect time to drop this. It's it's amazing. Well not even just for the rule, like this is the perfect time. I, I don't know if it's because of those rules, because that's in my head, but there for a while, I forgot that the XFL was coming back. Like they announced it and it was like, oh, that might be fun. And then I've kind of forgotten about it. And now that they've released these rules, I'm 10 times as excited as I've ever been to see what it's all about. Right. Yeah. And I think if nothing else, it, it is like it, it's really cool for them to be able to kind of start fresh with it, because I think a lot of the a lot of the issue that the NFL has changing these rules and making the game safer and stuff like that is they don't want to radically change anything. Right. We were talking about the kickoffs. There were really big issues with concussions and players, you know, players just getting injured in general on those. So they're like, okay, what can we do that doesn't affect the game too much? We don't want to remove the kickoff. We don't want to change it, you know, radically change how the game is played. So they move it five yards and say, ah, good enough, whatever. And, you know, just take that away. And the XFL gets to come in from kind of a, not not a, a totally outside point of view, but they, they get to come in with fresh ideas and be like, hey, let's just do it like this from the get-go and see what happens. Well, I think it's safe to say that we're all pretty excited to see how that turns out but if nobody has anything else i think we'll just continue on to the next email yeah, go for it uh, joe sent us in an email and joe said a petition has been brought to the state medical board of ohio to make bingles and browns fans an official condition for medical marijuana <laughs> I mean, it is probably one of the most painful conditions you can have, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I mean, I'm, I'm upset that I wasn't the one who thought of this. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's, 
talk about shooting your shot. That's that's a great shooter shoot moment there. Just like you know what, our team sucks so bad. Let's see if we can get medical marijuana for it. That's it's beautiful. Also, yeah, they probably deserve something good to happen to them. So go for it. Yeah, it's almost a. It's almost. It's almost too bad that I've got a, a documented history of not really caring about the Bengals, even though I live in Cincinnati. Like, how quickly do I have to turn this around or, or prove that I'm a Bengals fan where I can just get a medical marijuana card? I think if you just walk in with an Ocho Cinco jersey on. <laughs> I will t- I'll have to talk to Luke and get some of his old stuff from, I don't know, what would fit me when he was like 10 years old. We were probably about the same height then, so maybe that'll work. <laughs> The funniest thing about this, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but they had a list of all of the like official things that they're going to present to the board to decide on. And they're all like super serious conditions, but just in the middle is Bengals slash Browns fan. <laughs> and I don't know why I found that so hilarious, but like it's not like it was added on at the end like a joke. Like it was in the middle of the list. Like this is a serious issue. Is there a live stream somewhere of like them getting presented this? Because I would love to tune in. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look into that because that would be, I, I mean, that's just some solid gold content right there. Yeah, I, w- I want to know if they actually consider it and like actually have a discussion or if they're just like, huh, and move on. Like, I want to know how, how they react when, when discussing it. It's a savvy move, really, because whoever brought it up, they're like, all right, if you're saying no, you're also saying no to all of these legitimate reasons to have, like to be prescribed medical marijuana. So also, I just looked up the list and you're right. Other Luke, that is hilarious. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does make me wonder, like, I don't think there there is a state more likely to to do something like this because in what other state are your teams so inept that you, that's the only potential cure right and there's not really any sign of it getting better anytime soon so it, it, there there's i can't think of a fan base that's had a worse time than the combined browns and Bengals fan bases another little part of this that i love is that it makes luke get lumped in with browns fans <laughs> <laughs> he is he is the biggest Browns hater of them all, so I'm sure that that'll sit well with him. Oh man, I can't wait to get his thoughts on this. Presumably, I, I don't know. He'll probably have some official response uh, right at this edit point right here. <laughs> okay, if he doesn't, whatever, like, Luke. have like a, a, a an official State of the Union address for it, then I, I don't know if he's handled it <laughs> properly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there'll be an edit point and it'll just be like a bong bubbling and then (laughs) (laughs) hey guys (laughs) just got back from the dispensary (laughs) oh man well if that's all for that thank you for the email Joe and then moving on to our last email Walt writes in to ask if we saw the viral tweet tweet about the Waffle House challenge and could we do it? Okay, so to give a little backstory to this, the Waffle House challenge it was done by a guy that lost his fantasy football league. Which all the good challenges come from. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> and essentially what it is, is you have to stay at a Waffle House for 24 hours. However, for every waffle that you eat, 
it takes an hour off of that time. So the more mm-hmm. waffles you eat, the less time you have to stay there. Pretty simple. Uh, so I was just about to do that thing where I ask like a bunch of weird questions that really no one cares about. But I'm just going to skip that and say, I, I think I would be there a very long time because as much as I love waffles, <laughs> as much as I love waffles, Waffle House waffles, pretty big. I'm getting through they like are. one They're to dirty. two throughout the entire day, if I'm being honest with myself. Oh, come on, Andy. You're better <sighs> than that. It's going to be a long day. I'll just say that. Right. That's that's crazy, though, because like, even if you eat 12, you're still there 12 <laughs> hours. <laughs> and to clarify, that's what the guy who waffles. did the challenge actually did. He ate 12? Did. What a hero. Yes. Wow. Like, I was sitting here thinking, could I do it? And I mean, we could all do it because we could sit in a Waffle House for 24 yeah. hours. Right. But, like, as far as how quickly we could do it, I think is the better question. I thought, you know, even with as big as I am, God, 12 is pretty good. Like, maybe getting up towards, like, 15, but definitely I don't, I don't see anything higher than that. I'd be there at least 8 to 10 hours. Right. You're still putting in a full work day for sure. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I love the concept of it. Yeah, definitely very creative. Uh, I, I would love to see what else. It, like, did he have anything going on around him? Did he have friends that were, did they like take shifts to stop in and make fun of him, I guess? Certainly you wouldn't go like to assist because it's a <laughs> fantasy football punishment. So it's not like, oh yeah, right. I'll do four hours and just keep you company. Like you, you got to just send him in there by his lonesome, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd for sure go fucking eat lunch and just taunt him the whole time. <laughs> just go get, like, biscuits and gravy, like, not even a waffle, and then it's like, yeah, I didn't even have to eat one of these. Eventually, you'd have to, like, start mixing up the flavors, right? Like, because you can't just have syrup, butter, waffles forever and ever. I don't know. Would you start dipping them in gravy and shit like that and get crazy with it? You got to do something wild, right? Yeah, I think he said he broke it up. He got a little sausage at one point, got some blueberries at one point. He said the Sprite was the best thing he had to help wash it down. <laughs> but, like, you got to think a sausage to, like, get rid of the taste, but that's still going to be so heavy in your stomach. I know, right? But, yeah, we know this guy was in Waffle House for 12 hours, but I don't even know if that's a punishment. Think about the 12 hours that he likely spent in his own bathroom shitting his brains out the next day are you kidding me Uh, waffle house is a great cleanse (laughs) just um man just 12 huge waffles in your gut would be unreal Uh, right but that brings up another thing if you're in a waffle house for eight to ten hours you probably have to shit in a waffle house (laughs) you're not just gonna be able to hold it all day if you are eating Waffle House for 12 straight hours, yeah, you you didn't get out of there unscathed. Oh, man. I don't know that I've ever seen the inside of a Waffle House bathroom, but I have seen the inside of a Waffle House. So I really don't want to see the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. So would you would you think that being drunk would make it easier or harder to do this? Is there this is a, a great point because I want to shout out something that that you showed me uh, during your Vegas trip, which was you sent me a snap of the inside of a Taco Bell in Las Vegas. 
where they served alcohol. Yes. And I'm curious if, yeah, if it was such awesome. a Waffle House exists where you could, I, I don't know, grab a couple of sh- – you certainly wouldn't want to be drinking beer while trying to stay in a Waffle House for no, 12 hours. No. But, but if instead of syrup I could just dump some whiskey on there, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Let's exactly. see what happens. But yeah, what better place to be drunk than than in a Waffle House? Well, funny you ask that, because we're just going to keep this train rolling and move into our top three, which coincidentally enough happens to be our top three drunk wow. foods. What amazing planning. We, we really couldn't have drawn that up any better. <laughs> what a complete coincidence. 2020 is Truly. our year. All right. <laughs> we might have finally learned how to do this thing. <laughs> All right. Would either of you care to start? I would probably like to start since I do not did not come prepared with a list of yeah, honorable ahead. mentions. <laughs> so I apologize if I steal any of your your classic fantastic picks. Oh, it's all right. Uh, so with number three, I'm going to go with the Taco 12 pack at Taco Bell. Mm, classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> I love. How do you, how do you divide the 12 up? I just want soft tacos. That's all I want. 12 soft tacos. Yes. But like, I was thinking Taco Bell. I always want to go to Taco Bell. And like, there are probably individual foods that are better when drunk. But how great is it to be like six tacos deep, look down and be like, holy shit, I still have six more tacos to eat. Or or (laughs) the, the next best step, which is the next morning when you wake up and you look down and you're like, I still got four tacos to eat. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, if it if instead of the Waffle House challenge, it was the Taco Bell challenge, you, you could probably eat 24 in like, what, three hours? Be out of there? Good to go? <laughs> Maybe an oh, hour. It better be quick, because those are coming out. Quick. I think in the Taco Bell challenge, each taco would only have to, it could only be like 15 minutes. Like you would really have to chop that number down. <laughs> yeah. Right. I would probably just go ahead and sit in the shower while you do it, though. <laughs> Look at that. Easier what, to clean what up. What fucking Taco Bell have you been in that has a shower in it? <laughs> oh, I was taking them home. I was sitting, of, I was thinking of drunkenly eating 8,000 tacos at home. I, I was curious if you were living living all of our dreams and had actually installed a Taco Bell in your house. And I'm like, wait a second. That can't count. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw my trash can some weeks, you'd think there was one here. Okay, so moving on to number two. I'm going to go with leftover pizza. Like, cold mm. pizza in the refrigerator. Alright, alright. Yeah, you can get, like, a hot pizza, but, like, if you're not focused on eating it, like, all the toppings will slide off and it's kind of hot or whatever. When I'm drunk, I like to talk with my hands, so that kind of hard cold pizza i can fling it all around and it's still gonna be a good bite of food when i'm done because i forgot that it was in my hand for five minutes (laughs) i didn't realize the physics of the food could be such a like such a categorical positive i i feel like it's very important in in this scenario i may have to reorder my 13 honorable mentions (laughs) (laughs) and if i'm gonna move on to number one Something that I feel like both of you will definitely appreciate. I have never enjoyed a food more while drunk than a fat Texan. Mmm. 
Mm. If you've ever been to Purdue, you walk out of Harry's Chocolate Shop and right across the road is Famous Frank's food truck. And a fat Texan is a sandwich with mozzarella sticks, Philly cheesesteak, cheese whiz, french fries, bacon, and barbecue sauce. Yes, please. I I always ordered the fat girls just so I could yell I love fat girls, but you know, that's just me. (laughs) I got that was just Kyle trying to make me jealous. Fat boy, but I wasn't proud of it. (laughs) Those things were incredible though. Just the biggest, nastiest grease ball you could ever think of, but when I was stumbling home, I didn't want anything else. There's literally I've never Mm There's never a point when you're dead sober where you're talking about what you ate at Famous Frank's where you're like, man, I would I would wreck one of those right now. But there's just something about stumbling out of that bar. You're like, you know, I like all of those things. I've never eaten them all at the same time. (laughs) Right. I've never had all those on a sandwich before. So it's a time saver. Think about it. It's one of those things where you sit there and you think what like. That would probably be disgusting if I was sober. And I will tell you, I did it one time. And? It was not that enjoyable. <laughs> it really wasn't. Mm. I'm not going to say it was awful. Hear. But it was just like, this is such a hassle and it's such a mess. Like, why am I doing this? Right. But when you're drunk. God, right. it's God's gift to Earth. <laughs> All right. So... I'm going to go ahead and go next uh, because uh, I, I I really had to, to transport myself back in time to come up with my top drunk foods because it uh, it has been a while since uh, I've, I've enjoyed any foods drunk. Um, so we're going to try, though. We're going to try. <laughs> so number one on my list. No, sorry. I'll start with number three, of course, because that's how these things work. Uh, and one of one of yes. my I, I don't even know if this is like a, a recurring drunk food or not, but there is one instance that sticks out in my mind that puts this on the list. And that is tater tots fried in an actual deep fryer plus Frank's hot sauce. And just, mm, <laughs> I that mean, does sound good. that's that's end of the night. You're at your house or your buddy's house and you guys are like, man, everything's closed. What what do we do? And pop open the fri- the freezer, shitload of tater tots in there. Let's do this. And the Frank's, I mean, Frank's hot sauce just sets them off. Let's be honest. Oh, that that stuff's so good. Okay, number two for me is going to be. I've got a. I've got almost a one A and a one B, so I want to be real careful about this. All right, so number two is going to be. A Qdoba breakfast burrito. Mm, Solid choice. That was on my honorable Solid. mentions. But and this so is good. Go ahead. Especially, yeah, if you got if you got lucky enough that they'd start serving them while you were still out, like you didn't have to get it in the morning, and they started at like midnight serving them, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. It may have been earlier, to be honest. I can't imagine that I was ever through that Qdoba but, that early. Oh, it, that just doesn't seem like me. Right. So good. Just an excellent. Choice, I don't know Andy. that I ever had one before four a.m., but they were absolutely glorious. And, and so the pro move with these, right? Well, first off, I, I don't even know how how many Qdobas out there actually do a breakfast burrito because, as far I, I've never run into one that's open twenty four seven. The one that was near us where we lived when we were in school 
was 24 seven from Thursday through Sunday. So you'd go out Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday night, and then on your way back, it was literally on our way back from like our, like our favorite. <laughs> it was, it was like the, the closest restaurant. Yeah. It was, it was directly, it literally the was, it was the most accessible. <laughs> so we would, we would always go and you know, if you hit the timing, right, you could get the breakfast burrito. The absolute pro move though was going through and getting two, one to eat right then and then one for when you woke up. You had to be real careful with that one that you <laughs> you save for what when you're waking up because there's certain oh. you're not putting lettuce on that thing because you're gonna throw it in the microwave for a while. You gotta be careful <laughs> no, with no, what no, you throw no, in. No. So that was it, there was a strategy towards building both of them. But I oh, I cannot that, that night I don't think I can trust myself to leave one of the morning drunk Kyle oh, probably both that of them at night. Happened, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I can remember a couple of times when I woke up to a half-eaten second burrito. Like, I guess this is all we got. <laughs> uh, and then moving into my number one, mm-hmm. Kyle. I hope I'm not stealing this from you, but I think I'm probably stealing this from you. Meat omelet and hash browns, gravy on everything. Oh. That that is very <laughs> close to one of mine, yes. But that, that is it's the really best. it should be it, uh, it it should be classified more as a hangover food, right? But there are a couple times yes, we went in this. I, I would guess most so, of the times I've eaten that. <laughs> I believe I believe it, it, its inception was when we were both <laughs> still drunk. So that's why I was classified as a drunk food. <laughs> I've got quite a list of honorable mentions, but Kyle, I'm eager to hear your top three. Okay, so starting off at number three, hot box pizza slash bag of breadsticks. Mainly, I feel like when I was drunk, it was mainly just a bag of breadsticks and cheese because they were always ready. I didn't have to let my drunk body just hang around inside this pizza shop. I could just get them and go, be on my way. It's like five bucks. Loved it. Their nacho cheese sauce is also the best nacho cheese in the world somehow. I don't know how, but a pizza place has the best nacho cheese in the world. They were Now, they were like five bucks Except for the glorious semester where they had a a promotion for joining their their like text <laughs> that was, message that was discount my time, but group, I've I've heard of, I've I've heard legends of this. It's it sounds like it was a wonderful time to be a at Purdue. Uh, yeah. Fans of our podcast will remember us telling this story before. Oh, okay, I I'm shocked that well, for, for the new listeners, go ahead. For the new listeners, go ahead and tell it again. There was a point in time where. Uh, Hotbox, the pizza place, they had like a text message, like discount club or something like that. I don't know what exactly it was, but they, basically you would sign up for it and they would text you different promotions through like periodically. And the first time you, uh, w- like when you first gave them your phone number, you first got your first text, there was all you had to do was show the text message you received and they gave you a, a free breadsticks. And they didn't think that opting out and then opting back in repeatedly would apparently be a problem. But every time you opted out and then opted back in, it would give you the same text message and you could just go an unlimited amount of times, basically. Uh, and, and it was quite a while before they caught on. The funniest thing is they did catch on, but like they didn't fix it. Eventually they went to, as you showed them the text message, they had to see you delete the text message, which changed nothing because you could still opt out and opt back in because they thought we were just using the same text message over and over which no 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 which to be fair we could have done for some time before they even realized that 
Uh, good times. All right. Sorry to completely derail your top three, Kyle, but go ahead. You're good. Um, so yeah, it was even better when it was a drunk food for unlimited amounts for free, apparently. But <laughs> I always had to pay for mine, still loved it. So that's how good it was. Um, number two on mine, very similar to yours, Andy, but just gravy on anything. Anything that has gravy is number two on mine. Yeah, that's a good call. I almost put that, but I had to get a little more specific just for uh, nostalgia's sake. Right. Um, and number one on mine, um, you have to be a very certain kind of hammered to do this, but it is the most satisfying <laughs> drunk food in the world. And I'm so excited just... to hear about this. When you're standing in front of your fridge about 4 a.m., blacked out of your mind, just a handful of shredded cheese. The best drunk <laughs> food in the world. <laughs> just a good handful. doesn't matter what kind. Just a handful of shredded cheese right to the dome. So good when you're hammered. Oh, that caught me. If you've never done it, I highly recommend it. It's incredible. That caught me so off guard. But it shouldn't have because I I know I know that that is your favorite thing. I can't believe I didn't remember. Oh man, yep. That's that's all I got. Uh, I, I'm just sitting here thinking of the possibilities because I mean I'm assuming half of that would get caught in my beard and I'd have like a snack. For the next <laughs> yeah, hour. talk about waking up excited to do a burrito. Waking up just to shredded cheese all in you. I mean, so good. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh man, Kyle, keep it rolling with whatever honorable mentions you have. I did have some. I think you guys covered them all. Taco Bell, obviously, breakfast burrito from Qdoba, famous Frank's, uh, McDonald's McChickens. I don't. I never get them sober, yeah. but I, I eat the fuck out of them when I'm hammered. That's a solid uh, choice. I don't know. It, it'd be harder for me to find a food I don't like when I'm drunk. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, other Luke, any honorable mentions? I don't have any, but one that comes to mind just off the top of my head. I know I had pizza, but like pizza rolls always oh. to me were something like just to throw them in the microwave. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. I feel like I feel like that was always something I would go to. Definitely on my list when you were super drunk as well. They were never the right temperature. It's hard enough when you're stone sober to get them the right temperature. But God damn it, if I didn't eat a whole bunch <laughs> of matter. pizza ice back in my day. <laughs> Or just melted your entire fucking <laughs> Sometimes you try to get ambitious and put them in the oven, and then you fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> really just... I'm not good with the oven sober. I was not risking Burning anything it. in the oven when your hammered's also a classic. <laughs> the, the Totino's Party Pizza, a popular choice for that. Uh, oh, yes. I, oh, yes. I will also say I'm confident there was a time or two where I put pizza rolls in the oven... And within five minutes, got impatient and took them back out and then put them in the microwave. Just like, <laughs> it's going to have to work. <laughs> that's, that's 20 minutes I didn't have, apparently. Like, come on, we're on tight schedule here. <laughs> it's four in the morning. I got things to do. <laughs> okay, let me roll through my honorable mentions because, of course, I have them. Uh, anything Taco Bell was on my list. Uh, yep, yep. But there was always a cheesy gordita crunch involved just because that's the best Taco Bell item. Uh, this probably more of a hangover accessory, uh, but of course the uh, gigantic Mountain Dew Code Red or Barks Cream Soda. I had both of them mm. on there. Again, probably yes. more for the next morning. Uh, buffalo wings, mozzarella sticks, 
little chili. Chili is a good, maybe again, up more of a hungover food. Uh, we've got, let's see, uh, popcorn. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of Harry's Chocolate Shop, of course, at Purdue, oh, which had a popcorn machine. So good. Uh, and then hand in hand with that, the RIP to Jake's Roadhouse, but they gave out free hot dogs on the weekends. And there was free hot dogs at Jake's. There was nothing like a dog shit hot dog at like 11 p.m. when you're just in the bar. You're like, I don't even have to go anywhere for food. I just get a hot dog for free. All you had to do was have a drink in your hand. So beautiful. Exactly. And they were dicks (laughs) about that rule. You didn't have to buy a drink. I went up one time, tried to get one. I was not paying another four bucks for another drink, but I wanted a hot dog. So I tried to get one and they said no. So I just walked over to an empty table, grabbed a drink, and walked back up. He just looked at me, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he just like reluctantly handed me right, one. That's the rules. But like, what are you gonna do? Like, I got right. a drink. You're like, "Bitch, I've been here for five hours. You've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I earned this." <laughs> All right. I mean, it was probably like my fourth hot dog <laughs> right. of the night. But, but still, it's the principle <laughs> of the matter. Okay, uh, before we move on, last but not least, Jimmy John's day-old bread. Because there was nothing Ooh. like, I mean, Jimmy John's, you order delivery, hey, throw a, throw a thing of day-old bread in there. It's like 25 cents. It was, like, and, right. it was criminally cheap. It was unreal. Yeah, and, you know, a Jimmy John sandwich, great when you're super hammered. Kind of need a little bit extra, and you don't feel bad about eating about a third of a thing of day-old bread. And then, well, we were in college, so holding on to it for the right. next day, not throwing it out, but you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. Top three. Uh, we want to hear about your top three, dear listener. So hit us yes. up on Twitter in the comments on the, on the uh, website when this is posted uh, or hop in that discord and let us know. Do it. All right. And with that, let's move into, uh, we got a few more sort of random news topics here. Uh, that we want to get through. Um, Kyle, you want to kick us off with the first one? Sure. So if you haven't seen it, the, um, unfortunately, Australia has had just rampant wildfires everywhere. And um, one Instagram model took it upon herself to find a way to help the cause. And she said that she would send nudes to anyone who donated $10 to relief. And I mean, what an angel. Let's hear it for her. That's just, just that's just people help. That's just people helping people, folks. That's no other way to say it. Now that you, you haven't even hit the best part. Like as of a couple days ago, she was she herself was responsible for over a hundred thousand dollars of donations. It was like it's not like oh, a couple of neckbeards donated ten bucks. Like a ton of people took her up on this offer. And why not? You're going to donate to a good cause and you're going to see some right. No joke. I'm pretty sure I I saw a tweet earlier today that it was maybe over a million dollars at this point. Which That's is insane. A lot. Which is a lot. That's 100,000 nudies she's got to send out. Like I, So many people are like all stuck up like, oh, you should respect your body more than that. Like. What have you done to help the right. wildfires? She's too busy like, respecting she's a, she's Mother Earth. She All can right? do what she wants. Yeah, I'm out here drinking a fuckload of water just in case they get over here and I need to be a little less flammable. Feel selfish, really. 
But you know what? It has inspired me. I will go on the say I will go on record and say I will offer the same deal to anyone who wants it. If you donate ten dollars and show me the shit, I will send you a nude as well. What's your Venmo? <laughs> Hold on, what what what's your list of uh uh websites that are are you, you know uh charities that are acceptable? Um, I'll leave that up to you. You you know what's right and what's wrong. I'll just pay dollars. <laughs> that works too. My Venmo is open. I believe it is at K. Walby. I'll make sure all the funds go to the relief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, when I get that nude, there will be relief. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh man, what a what a truly inspiring story. It, it really is. Like other Luke, as you said, what the fuck is anyone else doing? Like, yeah, there's there's plenty of people. There's there's a lot of people collecting money for charity and a lot of stuff like I saw that the uh, uh, Steve Irwin's family, they had rescued something like 90,000 animals or something like that. But I mean, a million bucks straight up is incredible. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's going to a good cause. So who cares how it happened? Right. Exactly. Okay, so speaking, switching gears a little bit from nudity and Instagram models to, well, basically the exact opposite of that, but, <laughs> but, but also a, a, uh, a, a great event for a great charity. We've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast over the years, but right now, as we sit here on uh, Wednesday, January 8th. We're right smack dab in the middle of Awesome Games Done Quick, the charity where uh, speedrunners of video games, basically people who are trying to beat random video games as quickly as possible, are live streaming a marathon for seven straight days through uh, through Sunday, I think at noon or at, not sorry, Sunday at midnight is when it ends, right, Luke? Or like right after midnight, something like that. I, I believe so. But basically, they are pull up the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are uh, they're live streaming this event for 24 straight hours. There's stuff happening constantly for 24 straight hours, and raising a bunch of money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. As of this point on Wednesday, I think we're right around. Well, we were right around six hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars through the first the first four days, um, right yeah. before we we started recording this. So. Uh, Again, just a huge amount of money. Uh, I think we are pushing for. I, th- we, I think they were up over three million dollars uh, at at the last event, something like that. So yes. it is first time they had broken three. Yeah, it, it's it's a really great event. Something near and dear to my heart. I've been following along and donating myself for the past uh, th- three ish years, something like that. Um, so it, it's really a lot of fun. But we've talked about it a lot previously. So. Other Luke, I know you've been watching quite a bit as well. What are uh, what are some of your highlights so far for the people to you know if you're if you haven't watched, they will put the videos up on YouTube afterwards, so you can catch the videos on demand if you want to. Yeah, I, it looks like it's in, it's supposed to end about three thirty a.m. on Sunday, but given you know mm-hmm. some of the time estimates, you know, can be a little off. I would expect it to probably end up around like six a.m. by the time mm-hmm. it's all yeah. said and done. As far as highlights, like we leave the we're the crazy dog parents that leave the TV on when we leave 
You know, <laughs> instead, I typically always leave it on ESPN. My wife tries to leave it on the news, and I say, no, the dogs don't like the news. They want to watch sports. <laughs> but I have left Duh. it on AGDQ every day this week when I've left. Just because, I mean, why wouldn't my dogs like speed runs? But as far as highlights, definitely Gunner Maniac running Pokemon Sapphire for me, one of mm-hmm. my personal favorites. I've, I was in college when I started watching him run Pokemon Yellow, and I've watched him run Crystal. And to see Sapphire, a game I've never watched all the way through, just how difficult some of the manipulation is, is ridiculous. I also want to give a shout out a game that I have zero interest in um by a guy by the name of tvg badger he played terraria (laughs) i i've heard of terraria don't know anything about it watching it even i didn't really care but that dude he kept me engaged he kept me entertained he just seemed like a really awesome person i feel like i could watch eight hours of him doing anything and and keep my attention span on him because he was just fantastic to watch. Also, I know I'm just going with everything that happened last night, but there was a two player, one controller blindfolded playthrough of Mike Tyson's punch out. That being the original, the original for NES. Yes. Just playing through Mike Tyson's punch out is ridiculously hard. Then they did it blindfolded. And they also did it while each of them only played half of the controls. They didn't get knocked out a single time. It was stupid ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it was actually, it, I, I believe, like a really incredible run. Even even me watching it myself, not really knowing what to expect with it. it I mean, everything went perfectly. It's yeah, exactly it, what it sounds like. There's no trick to it, right? It's two guys. They both have blindfolds on. Like the whole time, the one guy's just looking straight. Like it does even, there's not even a chance that he could be like peeking or anything. Not that they would, because who cares? It's for a marathon, but he's, he's literally like looking into his lap, try, like focusing on just the sounds and communicating with his partner who is also blindfolded. It yeah, was just, it's just all, all sound cues, all timing. I mean, obviously they've played through the game thousands of times. Mm-hmm. But to still do that and to trust that the other person's going to be doing what you need them to do as well. And the the craziest thing was they expected to lose. Like their estimated mm-hmm. time yeah. that they put up was 40 minutes. And they even said, oh, we've got codes if we lose to this guy to go back to him. Or, you know, we've got a code that'll skip these people if we can't get past them. They ended up beating it in 23 minutes and 39 seconds, not losing a single time. True. Yeah, and they they weren't even ever really in danger either. They were, the only time they ever got close to death was they literally purposely did that in case the guy got out of rhythm, their rhythm and they needed to take a take an intentional knockdown to like reset his his uh, his cadence. And they they, they they didn't even have to do that. So like it was just it could not have gone better uh, if you scripted it. You know, it was it was an awesome moment. Well, I, I kind of took an obvious one there, but is there anything that stuck out for you, Andy? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's like I said, I've been doing this uh, being like have been watching this marathon and really enjoying it for a couple of years. So I, I, there's a couple of people who uh, have become kind of, you know, favorites of favorite runners of mine. Uh, 
guy by the name of Covert Muffin uh, did a Star Wars Escape from Yavin 4, which is like a modded version of a Star Wars PC game. <laughs> but he's just a guy who's, who's a really great commentator and really positive and, and just like he's, he's become a beloved figure within the community. Oh, yeah. Just how, like how engaging and how funny is. Yeah, another of those runs, I had no clue what was happening, but exactly. I liked watching it just because of him. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then along with uh, with him was the the Super Mario Brothers 3 race. There's a, a three-way race, but uh, Mitch Flower Power, of course, our boy Mitch Flower Power, <laughs> uh, came up with the win. And he, he's just a guy that I've been watching for a while as well and is a, a lot of fun. Um. Two others. Well, so the Luke, you mentioned Badger with his Terraria run again, a game I know nothing about either. Almost everything that could have gone wrong went totally wrong. (laughs) And there was just a bunch of like crazy mishaps. And he's like bouncing around between other like the server he's playing on and other servers to try to get items. At the end, he couldn't figure out how like there just wasn't a possible way for him to to get to the end point within a reasonable amount of time without just wasting like 20 to 30 minutes trying to figure out different stuff. So he ended up getting like cutting before the end of the run, but he was so, so good at explaining everything that was going on. It was just him out there. Like he didn't even have like commentators like most of them do. It was literally just him and did a really excellent job commentating himself and just having a lot of fun and, and staying positive as well. Something I from him that I had never seen before. So, like you said, everything went wrong. It, as far as watching a speed run goes, it was it was kind of awful. Like, yeah. like he, he the game did not work for him because that's one of the things. The game's kind of random. It has random mm-hmm. drops that you need to go your way. So it's not like it was his fault, right? The game just didn't cooperate. But a lot of games you'll have like the Pokemon games. People will donate their the number of their favorite Pokemon. So if your favorite Pokemon's number five or whatever, you donate five dollars. They'll do like a ten dollar train where oh let's see how many ten dollar donations we can get in a row. At the end of this guy's run, people were doing five hundred dollar donations like all in a row just because of how awesome he was. He had to have made six or seven thousand dollars just in those last couple minutes of that run mm-hmm. because people mm-hmm. enjoyed him so much and it was super organic he wasn't like literally i watched the whole thing and the first it, there was a 500 hundred dollar donation pretty early on in it and he like was he was so shocked <laughs> like it was genuinely like oh my gosh he's like that's like guys i get it that's like a lot but he's like that's a lot of money like stop doing that <laughs> he kept turning around to the crowd like just in shock <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun yeah i can't wait for that one to come up on demand on the youtube channel uh highly recommend you guys see that one in the same vein i just to wrap this up really quick there was another one uh the fallout anthology so every fallout game that had come out up to fallout 76 which which wasn't run because apparently it's sort of impossible to do but fallout one through fallout four was run by a guy named uh tomato angus and he was in much the same way as Badger was just re- like really engaging, did a great job of explaining everything that he was doing. These are games that I have a little more experience with, so I could follow along a little better and kind of had seen them before and knew what was going on. But it was still, it, those are the, the ones that you want, right? A guy who's comfortable in front of the, the microphone, in front of the camera, really good at explaining what's going on. And also just like out there having a really good time and, and having fun with everybody. 
And that's what that one was. So shout out to all of those people for me. Yeah, I don't want to paint a a negative picture on these speedrunners, but a lot of them, like, I mean, that's all they do from the time they Mm -hmm. wake up to the time they go to bed. So, like, even the ones that are on Twitch every day, they're not always the most social people. Sure, yeah. So the ones that are able to, or some games cause so much focus, like a person can't handle talking and explaining while doing the game. So that's why when you get that personality, that, that person that can explain everything and is so outgoing along with the amazing gameplay, it just makes for such a better experience to watch. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. Um, one last real quick shout out from me to, uh, all of the people in the front row for just like dancing consistently and having a good time Dance dad. in between, <laughs> in between games specifically, uh, and for having that, uh, I believe it was a Hideo Kojima body pillow. <laughs> on screen right before I came on here. It was very awkward, uh, but a, a true like WTF moment that I I really enjoyed. So um, shout out to those people. Um, okay, so that's probably way too much of uh, AGDQ <laughs> talk. Kyle, I think, went to bed probably a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Adam, for sure, has tuned out by this point, so we can say whatever we want about him. Who? Uh, yeah, good, good point. Hey, listen to the nooner. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, are you still with us? Huh? Yeah. Wait, oh, oh, are we good? Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, no files have not uploaded yet. We're still recording. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's our? What's our next bit of news? It looks like. I don't. I don't know. You might be into this one, Andy. the The Jeopardy greatest of all time championship is going on. Oh. Did that why, give you chills? Why yes, why yes, I can. <laughs> uh, perfect timing because at work I just got my uh, my uh, question a day Jeopardy calendar today. Ooh. So pretty excited about that as well. So who who you got one in the whole thing? Well, so it's Ken Jennings versus. Our good friend James Holsauer, Jeopardy James, as you may know him, and this other guy named Brad, who I don't really know who he is. He is like the Ken Jennings, kind of in the wake of Ken Jennings, that no one really cared about. But uh, but it's it's those three guys going head to head in a couple. It's, it's probably over at this point because it was it was yesterday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week, and uh, at you know at the end of yesterday, I believe. Ken was in the lead, but not by a lot. So it was really anyone's game. Except Brad's. He totally sucked. That guy could not it could not <laughs> have gone worse for Brad. Will had that feeling going into it though, right? It was basically Ken versus James. I think Brad so. was there I think tagging so. along. So yeah. I I didn't watch any of this. I saw that it was something that might be discussed. I mean, never mind, we don't talk about things beforehand. So I just got on an article to see like what happened last night. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a play by play. And for some reason, like my heart kept beating faster. And I was like, (laughs) so excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And like, every time I felt so bad, because you said his name was Brad. Yeah. Yeah. No clue who he is either. (laughs) Like he got so many daily doubles, tried to double them up and missed them. Like, it's not like he wasn't getting questions right. He was just sucking on the important ones. But, like, we all knew it was going to come down between 
Ken and James, and I'd be pulling for Ken the entire time. The real highlight, though, is I saw a little clip on Twitter where Alex Trebek said bitchin'. <laughs> That's yes. all I care about. I also saw that, and it was it was everything you could imagine it was. You know, Alex Trebek is a, a, an American treasure, a Canadian treasure, but the most, probably the most, one of the most professional guys out there, right? He's been doing the show for 30 some odd years, uh, is, you know, you never hear anything bad about him. It seems like a great dude, Can't had a cancer scare that he came back from, and now he's back hosting again. Hasn't he earned the ability to just do whatever he want, wants at this point? I would love for Alex to be like, look, I've been doing this for a really long time. Gloves are coming off. And like, I think if you're the network or the, the FCC or whoever, you would just have to be like, I mean, it's Alex Trebek. We can't, we're not going <laughs> to censor any of this stuff. So let, yeah, I mean, go for it. Let's let Alex loosen up a little bit. I think he could just like drop his pants and take a shit on the stage. And I'd just be like, all right, let's see what double jeopardy is. Like I, nothing he does would like turn me off. Cause he's that's awkward. Like not sexually. <laughs> me, me oh, but, it can be a, a little sexual. Same, well, same sure. for me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's one of those dudes, like almost like Steve Irwin back to him. He was awesome. Um, stand up, stand up guy. You know, you trust him with your kids, whatever. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I could not agree more with that one and only comparison that you made. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Do I have anything more on the Jeopardy championship? I don't. Uh, go James. That's my boy. Go James. Uh, you know what? Other Luke, I'm going to join you and we'll pull for team Ken Jennings. How about that? So. Can't wait to find out what happens when I get to watch the on-demand version of that in probably a week and a half because we were recording <laughs> during the final. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Before we go, a few more plugs for you. Of course, follow us on social media. We are at Opinions Anon Pod on Twitter. Visit and like our Facebook page and check out the website, opinionsanonymous.com. Other Luke plugged it earlier blogs coming up any day now on the xfl uh if you do have a burning question for us not necessarily that was insensitive for the australian wildfire if you have an email for us you can email us at contact at opinionsanonymous.com and wherever you're listening to this make sure you go and smash that subscribe button smash that subscribe button on apple podcast on apple podcasts or google play and rate us five stars, leave us a review, and we'll read it live on the air. Didn't Absolutely. believe me? Didn't believe me? Well, I've got a shout out. We've got a review from Kate Fisher rating us five stars. She says, I love listening to this podcast on my drive home from work. Puts me in a better mood and honestly makes me laugh. Appreciate the honestly uh, because... We, we hate for you to lie about making you laugh. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if, <laughs> if people were sarcastic about this. Yes, yes. <laughs> in, including some some reviews from some usernames that look suspiciously like they might be from a host. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Kate, thank you so much for the kind words. And you know what? We hope you're having a great drive home from work today.
So with that said, let's uh, go ahead and leave a review and we will read it. And you know, I'm going to throw this in as a bonus for this week uh, for each five-star review. We'll add five minutes to the length of this, of next week's episode uh, or maybe remove five minutes, really, whatever, whatever you guys want. Yeah. Whatever 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 is more popular. Rate, subscribe, review, whatever it takes. Yeah. And it's not going to be like a good five minutes either. It'll just be, we'll just add on five minutes of dead air at the end. Okay, and with that, <laughs> listen, for, for Kyle and for other Luke, we really appreciate you guys. Love everybody that's, that's stuck with us through the hiatus and who's back for season three. We hope you're excited. We're definitely excited. And we'll see you next time on Opinions Anonymous. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Opinions Anonymous, mate. The podcast that reminds you everyone has an opinion Ours are just better. Cheers.